Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got a friend of the show, Frederick Dostal. Uh, we're going to talk about power and stuff like we always do, but <laughs> welcome to the show, Frederick. Hello, Alex. Very nice to be on the show again. Thank you for letting me speak about power management. Well, Fred, the bottom line is, is that there's no electronics without electricity. Power is critical. We need power. We need good power. And ADI makes good power. And in fact, one of the things we're going to talk about here is quality of power, right? Yes, quality of power. And there's something really exciting happening right now because we have just released a solution to generate negative voltage rails and positive voltage rails with really low noise. That is so cool. And oh, by the way, just so our, re- our audience knows, Fred and I are such good friends that I almost forgot to mention, we're here at the Embedded World Show here in Nuremberg, and they're unveiling this new device right now, so we're getting a first view at it for you. Yes, this is right. We're showing a board actually on the show, and uh, the release of the device is just happening on the trade show as we speak, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. So what's the model number? So the model number is ADP5070. Um, it's fully released, so if you type it on our webpage, um, www.analog.com, you'll get to the device, and then you can learn everything about it. Excellent. So why don't you give us the big picture, the primary in, primary out functionality? Uh, very well. Um, so the thing is, we noticed that there aren't a lot of solutions to generate a negative voltage rail, but there are a lot of applications that require a negative voltage rail. So if you look at instrumentation, you have this operational amplifier, you have this ADC, possibly a DAC, that require plus and minus 5 volts, plus and minus 15 volts. Um, a lot of these applications re- really require a low noise voltage rail because they might be, uh, they might have a resolution of 16 bit or even 24 bit in some applications, and um, it's it's not good good to just have a flyback regulator generating the negative voltage rail with a lot of ripple and a lot of noise on it. Well, that's why we're saying about power quality right up front. So the key here is it gives you that negative voltage rail without all of that ugly side effect. Exactly. So it's a very easy to use device. It accepts a positive input voltage and then generates with a boost regulator an even more positive output voltage. Plus, it also generates a negative voltage. That negative voltage a lot of people need and don't really have. Mm-hmm. And now, um, the way it does it in a way for, for very, very low noise are, are a few things. First of all, there's a switching frequency that can be set up to 2.6 um, megahertz. So you can switch at very high frequencies, plus the frequency can be adjusted. So depending on the signal path, which kind of frequencies people, engineers, are using, you can set it accordingly and get the best switching frequency for that application. Then secondly, since we combine a positive voltage rail generation and a negative voltage gener- uh, rail generation in the same package, we can have them synchronized with the same switching frequency. That helps against beat frequencies and things like that. Plus, it also helps to have both of the switching channels phase shifted by 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. So, um, noise-wise, this is already a, a good thing to do. But I haven't um, told you about the best part yet. So the best part really is there's a slew rate pin. And with that slew rate pin, you can set the switching transition speed. 
So in any switching regulator, you're switching from full current flow to no current flow within very short amounts of time, a few nanoseconds. And if you do that, you're generating a lot of EMI, a lot of voltage offsets, just because you're switching high currents at short amounts of time. Now with this device, you can set the slew rate. So you can make the trade-off and set the trade-off in between highest power efficiency at fast switching transition speeds or lower power efficiency but having at lower switching transition speeds but having really low EMI because of these lower switching transitions. So you could literally put it in, set it for say the highest and then just dial it down until you hit your sweet spot. Exactly this is what we're proposing for our customers to do. So ultimately people can build their design, can build the power supply and then test their system, their complete system, right before they release their system for full production. And then they can make the trade-off if the signal path has a clean, nice signal, they, they can stick to the highest switching transition speed and with the highest power efficiency. But if they notice there are some issues or they don't pass the EMI test, they can just dial it down to a, a medium state or the slowest switching transition speed state and then save the design and do, they don't have to reiterate the board layout or reiterate the external components, just change the setting by putting a zero ohm resistor between that pin and, and high voltage um, or putting that resistor in between the pin and ground voltage and then they can prepare these settings on the board, on the bo uh, layout of the board or they can just remove that zero ohm resistor, keep the pin floating for the medium slew rate speed. Very nice. So it's actually uh, easily scalable. It's not like you have to do a lot and as you say, you don't have to re-spin the board to get it to do what you want. That is right. We offered three different settings um, which is enough for most applications and it's very easy to use. Mm -hmm. So now, um, easy to use, so that means there's not a lot of handholding holding needed. Um, what kind of reference designs, development kits, what kind of support do you offer? So there's an evalu evaluation board available today. You can order it uh, off the web. And what's quite interesting is usually once we release a board or a part to the market, um, people start ordering these boards. Now on this device, we already had more than 200 boards that were ordered from us before it was actually released. Um, which by definition is a, is a strange thing, but it just happened because so many customers are interested in such a solution. And uh, so you can order a board today offline, you can look at the application node, and the board has a nice feature in addition to that low noise switching regulator. If you really have a 24-bit um, A to D converter, you want to power with it. Um, on the board, there are two really low noise linear regulators also on the board that are used to, to filter the output voltage even more for these really ultra low noise applications. And then having that board, you can either use the output voltage of the switching regulator directly, which is already very good noise wise, but if you, you need that additional filtering stage, um, you can use these LDOs that are on the board also on the negative side and on the positive side to get the lowest output uh, uh, noise that is possible. Got it, got it, Brett. Now, 
What about other functionalities? Uh, what are some, I mean, obviously the primary functionality is there, but one of the things I always notice about it, uh, technology, there are always some kind of secondary benefits there. Are there any secondary benefits here? Well, there are benefits because it's, it's very easy to use. And as you said, there are the functions that are involved with that IC. So, for example, when you do sequencing, you want one rail to come up faster than the other rail. Um, if you discreetly build a solution for a negative rail, it's very difficult to get the sequencing right. Because an inverting topology uh, uh, solution usually has the ground voltage of the chip associated um, to the negative voltage rail. Now then you need level shifting in order to get enable uh, logic enable signals to the chip um, in, in, a, in, a, in a good fashion so that it works. And that can become quite difficult to do. Now with this new device all the level shifting is integrated so that the negative voltage rail is easy to use. Now this is a, is a new thing. There aren't any ICs on the market that have done that really before. Very nice. Now, what, out of curiosity, do you know roughly what the footprint is of the solution? So the footprint is relatively small. Um, let me see if I have it. So it's, it's since it's switching up to 2.6 megahertz, the inductors can be uh, extremely small. And by that, the footprint is about a centimeter by a centimeter to generate both, both voltage rails. Very nice. So now, Frederick. I always let my guests have the last word in my podcast. You know, you've done it before, Fred. Um, it could be more about the product, or it could just be a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Thank you very much. So I think the tip for the audience really is um, negative voltage rails aren't anything to be afraid of. Um, there are solutions out there, but now there's a new option out there uh, that, that is available now. Um, and, uh, and there's more to come also, because we think a negative voltage and many applications are here to stay um, and won't go away anytime soon. So this is it. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Fred. I really appreciate you coming on the show again. And uh, especially at a busy time like Embedded World, I'd hate to you know, take you away from paying customers, but uh, I think the, uh, the ones out in our audience really really glad to have heard what you said. Well, you actually brought me closer to paying customers, as you said, so this is good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I'd like to thank all of you paying customers out in the audience. <laughs> we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Palt for Palt on Power. Have a great day.